Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Hello again, and oh my goodness, always so much to talk about. I met our guest just about two hours ago for brunch, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, we'll just take some notes and I'll get to know him in 30 minutes. Well, an hour later, I still want to get so much more information from our guest. So let me just tell you about him and get right into the show. Carlos Vaz, 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 <laughs> <laughs> is an incredible man. This story is one of hope, and you know that's kind of what I've been talking about these days. Carlos now is the co-founder and CEO of Conti Organization. This organization has been in uh, existence for 13 years, and man, is it growing. I mean, he's just not stopping. You talk about a young man that's on his way. He's already there, and he's going further and further and further. And what is the company? It's about commercial real estate. It's in the apartment business in Dallas. And he's founded his company on his own personal brand. The culture is all about the people and the community, he gives back to the community of Dallas and the community of Texas and the community of the United States because he's so grateful to be here. There are many awards that he's already won. I ask him, of all of them, what would you like me to mention? And you can read more about him when you go to his website. He said, and it's funny, I circled best places to work. Best places to work, you know how hard that is to get. Well, his company has it. Carlos, welcome. Welcome Valerie, to the show. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> it's really a pleasure to have you. You're gone you. all the time. I'm yes. so grateful you had the time to be on the show. My pleasure to be here. And you know, um, tell us first of all about the company and how yeah. you started it. And then I, boy, I want to get into the man because this man <laughs> has so many pearls of wisdom. But tell us about Conti Organization. Um, what I can say about Kanti, it's uh, first, and foremost, or first and foremost is uh, named after my mom, Nilza Kanti Vass. So uh, it's, uh, I remember way back when I was uh, creating the business and I say, Mom, I'm going to create a business, going to be Kanti Construction back then, is going to do tiny little jobs and I'm going to name the company after you. Vass always going to come stay with me, I need to make sure your last name is alive. So that was the I would say the blessing mm -hmm. and the, uh, the company itself. Uh, so many ways you look at Kanti that I'm very thankful, right? Uh, first and foremost, I'm very thankful for the company culture that we have. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Our people, the right people. Uh, how can I, the way I see myself as a CHO, Chief Helping Officer, how I can help <laughs> everyone that. in the office uh, for them to become better, for them to grow. Uh, it makes me extremely proud of the partnerships we have. Of course, to look at what I have achieved, I mean, I've done over 1 billion in transactions. Mm. Very proud of that. I mean, unbelievable team. Very thankful to my partner as well, Stuart Sue. I've been partners for 13 years. And uh, man, we 
I love the interaction that we have, how we look at things together. And of course, I need to say thank you to my wife, Lynn, right? She, she's, the, she's the one that I must honor on a daily basis. And above all, I think God has always a plan for us. Mm. So uh, when I look at Kanti, what we have done, what we're about to do in a much greater scale, we do a lot in apartment buildings. We create a new division in Prefer Equity. We have some outstanding partnerships and relationships here in the U.S., uh, overseas as well. And uh, I think we're, we're about to, to really grow to a bigger scale now. I have to go back to thanking your wife. <laughs> with, you know, with behind every good man, there's a good woman, right? Beside. Easy for me to say. I would say, not, not behind me. She's always beside me. Beside me. Beside me. me. <laughs> well, I know that you met her in Dallas. Yes, I did. So now let's go back to those early beginnings and uh -huh. how you, audience, what I want you to know is this man came here to the United States with nothing. So I'm not going to tell you any more except to turn it over to Carlos and go back to you're in the country, you're in yeah. Brazil. You're one of nine children. Number eight of nine. <laughs> Your parents didn't have an education. You're the first of nine to get an education. So these stories are so important right now, particularly when people mm -hmm. are saying, oh, I don't know my purpose. Really? Well, let's find it. So let's find it today. Tell us about how you got to the United States. It, it's... Uh, um it's so many ways to look at this year, right? So I just need to make a, a quick comment and say the purpose. Right? I think that we as human beings were entitled to three things, right? To wake up early, to go to work, and to make yourself better on a daily basis. That's, That's it. Three pretty good ones. Wake up early. <laughs> go to work. Go to work. And make yourself better. And make yourself, yourself better, better. In everything that you do. Everything you Both do. Both personally and professionally. The only thing, the only thing you're allowed to point is like this to yourself. Oof. Exactly. That's what I believe. You can always make yourself better. Don't expect your parents to do something for you, the country to do something for you. What are you doing to yourself? What's the self-respect you have for yourself? How are you doing as a husband, as a, as a wife? Mm -hmm. How are you doing as a father? How are you doing at work? It's uh, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So I strongly believe in that. And, and, and uh, let me interrupt here for just a second, because that's built the culture. Yeah. What's so important about that for, I think, all of us to hear is it was ingrained in you as a child. It, it, it's, it's different because when I go back to my parents, right? And you said, right, my, my parents not even had basic education, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, my dad and my mom didn't know how to write and how to, how to read different right one of nine kids and if i know i tell you, if the nine if you're you're the part of the pack if you're number eight right you're not the oldest you're not the baby so uh you're just part of the pack right good luck <laughs> you, you better survive um but very thankful because uh my dad was a butcher he would come and knock at my door nor our, our not my door because we, i always should share the room with my other brothers at 4 a.m you're only gonna knock once you better get yourself ready and go to work if it mm. comes back, you're gonna get it. So it's very, it's it's a very one way of working. So um, and when you don't have anything, you start to appreciate what you have, which is family. Family was out, was was and is and it will always be the most important thing. Right. So when I look at back, 
We didn't have much, we didn't have much food, nothing, but I have family. So I want to go to work, I want to work as hard as I can, I want to finish my chores so I can go help my brother, so he can finish his, then we can both go help my dad, then we can all go home early. So that's very simple, right? Take care of the family. Mm -hmm. so, uh, uh, so every time I drop off my kids at school, I always ask, what's the most important thing? Family. They hear that on a daily basis. So I think that's important. So we didn't have much growing up. So it's uh, education was something different. My dad, the way he looked at things was always, none of my kids are lazy, you need to go to work and go to work, which is good, but education can, can empower what you grow. So very thankful to one of my sisters, always being stay in school and stay in school and stay in school. So um, uh, I, was, I got accepted to go to law school in Brazil. They went on a strike during the first year. They went on a strike on the second year. I said, perhaps I go overseas and I come back. I found a non-paid internship. In non-paid? Non-paid. So you're wearing the suit and tie, but you're not getting paid. <laughs> and a, a law firm in Boston. A law firm in Boston. Um, it was a big challenge because uh, I, didn't have, I only have the money to get my ticket to get here. How much money did you bring with you? How much By the time have? I got, I paid my ticket and I got my place, I had three hundred dollars in my pocket. My rent was three fifty. Think about that. Three hundred dollars. My PNL is negative pocket. day one. I cannot call home. I need money because everybody needs money. What are you gonna do? Go to work. How old were you? So I was twenty-one. Twenty-one then. Okay. So uh, you come here, you see, but then you, I strongly believe. What can I do to help the family? So I said, listen, how can I find? My first job was a newspaper warehouse from 2 a.m. to 6, loading and load trucks. And then went because to work? That's, and then going to work to 8, uh, 8 to 3. <laughs> After the first month, I have enough money that I started taking some classes during the night. And over the weekend, I was working at TJ Fridays. Okay, now wait a minute. You're working at the law firm. Yes. You're doing the paper in from paper from two to six loading trucks yes. physical, work, physical work in the snow in, in boston snow. yes break my back pretty much hurting once in a while and then you're going to school at During night. The night yes always and did you sleep at all not much <laughs> <laughs> but you're 21 have, yeah i still have uh, I, uh, even today I, i'm still awake at 4 30 a.m every day oh, gosh so uh okay take us forward from that so it's, it's, it's challenge, right? You, you come and you look. But on the other thing, I think that um, for the person who was not born here, um, the amount of gratitude I have for this country. Mm. So uh, let's make something clear. The U.S. is not a perfect country. There is no perfect country in the world. No. However, I strongly believe the U.S. is the closest one to perfection on my book. As far as I can tell, nobody's perfect either. I am not perfect, but we must, as human beings, strive to become better on a daily basis because the more you do, the more the country can become better, right? It's, 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 it's all intertwined. It's not It's hard. not their problem. We are on the same boat. So if you and I are on the same boat, I cannot say, hey, Valerie, have a, a hole on your side. We are on the same boat. <laughs> We're breathing let's, the same air. Yes, let's face it. Yeah. So um, this country is a blessing. Well, you this country gives you opportunities that's unbelievable. The only the only challenge that sometimes amazes me is that um, there's a seven billion people trying to get in, and three hundred million people that don't understand some how blessed we are to be here. 
That's a whole nother podcast. It's, 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 it's another perspective. I mean, if you're willing to work hard and do your best, you have a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. So uh, very thankful for to this country in many ways. It's important for me to always give back. It's important. I strongly believe in education. I want my business to be very successful more and more so I can give it back. We can do more things for the greater dollars area, for the taxes. It's important to me. Uh, it's important to my family. It's important for our company. Um, and uh, how can it become this, uh, become a better place? Because there is always that journey of a success and a journey of significance. Right? You gave me so many lessons learned in your um, conversation this afternoon. And you also told me that back to the early beginnings, you didn't even speak English. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tell us how you learned English. All by myself. I mean, uh, a friend of mine living here in the US for almost 12 years, he came back for a bunch of movies and all this stuff. So I was the guy watching Rifleman. I love Lucy. <laughs> I, uh, love Lucy. I <laughs> get everybody mad in my house because uh, I it would take me six hours to watch something like uh, 30 minutes in the <laughs> night because I would stop, write down the word and what does it mean, go to the dictionary and start looking. Uh, and oh, that, now I know the meaning. It's uh, It was a, a long process, but that's that's what I could do. And uh, and thankful, right? Um, there's that saying that I, I, I truly live by, right? And it was Theodore Roosevelt who said that. You need to put yourself in such a shape that one opportunity comes, you're ready to take advantage of them. Mm. What does that mean? You must be pursuing growth and learning on a daily basis. That's the reality. And it doesn't have to be a college degree, does no, it? No, it doesn't need to be a college degree. Of course, it's really important. But read a book, uh, meet different people, always be networking. Mm -hmm. You're always going to meet people that know more than you and you can learn from. You're going to meet people that they know as much as you do. You can exchange ideas and you're going to meet people that they know less than you do and you need to have the capacity to teach. For sure. Uh, so now you had your, you'd worked with the law school. You're, you're um, making some money. Mm -hmm. How did it translate then into doing what you're doing now? It's a long story. We might have been here for, boy, I need to bring more coffee, <laughs> more cookies, and going to be here for Next a long show. time. Next show. Next show. It's always tap. To make a long story short, right, at the, uh, at the newspaper warehouse, I met some other, uh, some other people that they work in the restaurant business, started getting into the restaurant business, started learning. Uh, as a waiter, started getting money now, so it's good paying more for more classes. Uh, and many people talking to me, Carlos, you need to get involved in construction. We can do the work for you. I said, no, my name is going to be involved. I need to know what's happening. So I was the one who went to work for a construction company, doing all the labor jobs as a assistant carpentry. I mean, you name it. Bathrooms, cleaning, all this stuff, doing the demo. It was me working for a company, learning. And that's how the first company was created, Conte Construction. Mm. Our slogan was to do small jobs. Ah. That that stuff is 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 slowly starts growing. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't believe in things that happen overnight. You need to be able to have the right foundation, right? Yeah. Uh, taking the time to build something solid. So that small business starts growing. In no time, I was just doing small business, small renovations. Now I have someone doing 
they want to do a house, someone, the neighbor wants to talk to me as well, that started growing. A friend of mine was in a mortgage business, came to talk to me, said, Carlos, let's start working together because you know a lot of people, you, you talk to me, I can do the loan, and most likely there's some renovation, you do the renovation. So that's interesting. Can you teach me? So sure. I started learning about mortgage as well. Then the second phase of the company became the county group. And then we started buying, doing the renovations and selling the houses. From 05 to 07, I did almost 30 houses in the greater Boston area. Getting very busy, knew exactly where to buy, but moved very fast. Came early 2007, right? Uh, you always need to be careful because I strongly believe success can easily become a double-edged sword. In one side, it can become like uh, lenses that can empower to see very far away or, or with a lot of detail, hmm. and the other side can almost blind you. Hmm. But you need to make, make yourself a judgment. Which side of, of my eyes I'm going to use for this mm -hmm. year? Mm -hmm. So if you look at the, almost the best time of my business, the, the second phase of my business on that subpriming, there was no foundation because everything was depending on 100% finance. Yeah. The city was not growing. Very different when you look at Texas, you look at Dallas, all this business coming here. So we didn't have foundation. So it was, was a little bit concerning. And I said to myself, I need to shut it down. So in May of 2007, I stopped buying everything. So I'm going to be, be here. I'm going to see what's happening. And uh, I want to take more classes in commercial real estate because everything made sense to me. That's why I got introduced, introduced to apartment buildings. And if we look at data in 2007, Texas was already growing. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, I, I, I want to go to Texas just to see. I came to Dallas in August of 2007. I spent two weeks and I, and I, I, I said to myself, I found home. <laughs> uh, Texas is one place that every month that goes by, I love this state more and more. Mm -hmm. uh, this is definitely my home. Dallas is home. Um, this is, uh, that's what met my wife, the kids. Um, so when I got here, I didn't know anyone. Didn't know anyone. You're going to network. You're going to, you know, people, who is this guy coming here for different accent, trying to do anything. They don't have any track record. Doesn't have money. Should they, should I work with him or not? We got our first deal on the contract was in December of 2007. I was all by myself. We did a partnership. That's another story by itself. We closed that deal in March of 2008. From March of 2008 to September of 2008, um, I bought seven properties over 1,400 units in the greater Dallas area. My goodness. So all by myself, working a lot. It was during that time that Stuart and I met. So mm. The first time I Stuart and I met, and it was interesting because he first he didn't give me anything. So I'm like, who the heck is this guy here, comes here? And Stuart was born in... In Long Island, his parents came from Taiwan. Very, as a good Northeastern, very skeptical. So, okay, not a problem. Thank you, God, I live in Boston for seven years. I, I know where I'm coming from. <laughs> so, come on, Stuart. Um, and uh, we started spending more time together. And then we realized that hey, we have different ways of looking at things, but the same value. Same so, value. Which there is more go. important, right? Yeah. I strongly say that in life, the two biggest decisions you're, go you're ever going to make, right? Personally, it's whoever you choose to marry. Professionally, if you ever have a partner, you better know who your partner is. Mm. So very Hopefully important decision that you have in life. And uh, uh, so what you see today, counter organization, Stuart and I closed our first one property together in December of 2008. So officially in December of 2008, 
country organization was created. This third phase for me will create it together and start building the company since, right? Uh, today, we're getting close to 300 people in the company. Um, very thankful to every single person that works there. I say that uh, my why is always family. What used to be myself and my mom, my, my siblings and, and everybody. Um, now then I got married, so my family got bigger. <laughs> uh, the way I look in a certain way, everyone that works for us is also part of my family. I think that's a, it's a big responsibility to empower them to grow but at the same time this is a place that we can make something greater uh, it makes me really happy um, and uh, that has been our story together i love the story now i'm going to go to some things about the story sure. that make you so special uh -huh. and the company so special and you mentioned two things that uh i'd like to pull back on and one is the culture yes you have intentionally built a culture that's the kind of culture anyone would give their eye teeth to work in. Huh? So describe from your background, from all the things that you've had to experience, how do you operationalize the great culture, best places to work? We all know what that kind of a culture is. Huh? But how do you make it real? How, do, how can someone walk in? Carlos, sure. let's just put it this way. Let's say I'm a camera and I don't have any feelings. Uh -huh. I just walk down your halls and I see people working. Well, hopefully they yes. will be coming back maybe. Yes. But wherever <laughs> they are, I'm observing. I'm a camera. I can't feel, but I can see and I can hear. I can see and I can hear. What in your culture am I seeing and hearing? Okay. So when you look at Kanti, right, and the things that we do, and there's a saying that I truly believe it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was Peter Drucker who mentioned that people are not afraid of your ideas, but if your capacity to execute. Everyone want to tell a good story, but capacity to execute is, is really important. Okay. But it's not execution itself. It's not doing things. It's doing things right. Doing it right. Doing, yep. <laughs> doing it right. So <laughs> Thank they, you. It's not doing things right. Yeah. Because it's gonna get some moments that that person who works for us and you go, you you're gonna make you need to make a decision and you know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. You might not have your manager nearby. You need to have the responsible enough to make that decision. So if anyone comes look at Kanti, right? First, what's your, what's your mission as a company? To benefit the lives of everyone we touch. That's our company mission. We are in real estate. We are for profit. I mean, in 13 years of the company, we never lost a penny of anyone of investors. That's very important to us. The relationships we have, relationships is one of our core values. Okay. What's our three uniques? Relationship, focus, and performance. Relationship. We, we strongly believe every single person we meet, we can build a relationship with. And also, something I say all the time, right? Respect has no titles. That's one of your teachable points of view. Respect has no titles. I love that. Go ahead. I don't care if the person yeah. uh, clean your backyard or if mm -hmm. it's myself. We're all the same. Respect is the same. Okay. I mean, uh, to me, that's a focus. We know what we do and we know what we've done. And performance. At the end of the day, if, you, if you're not able to bring performance, nothing works. But then once you go beyond that one, on our, on our hiring process, so we hired a, C a CFO uh, recently now to come. Guess how many resumes we look to find our guy? Oh, I bet a bunch. Guess. Oh, I don't know. 100? 517. 
517. Okay. Why? For one simple reason. First, you hire based on character, then in knowledge. Knowledge has always had the second C. Character. What's our five core values? Number one is integrity. Number two is excellence. Number, pursue growth and learning. Right? Be passionate right? and make a difference. So if we're not able to find those values in every person that works for us, and, and we're not perfect either, we're going to make mistakes. But also, I strongly believe that it's not up to me to be here in this pedestal trying to make, hey, this is the company culture. No, every single person, Exactly. When we hire someone, and regardless of her position, and say, Valerie, we're hiring. awesome that you come to work. Let me tell you something about us. What do you have here does count. So if, you, if we're sitting in a meeting, and I don't care if it's your first time, you just joined the company, and you want to speak up, please do so, because your voice is important to us. We can learn from any, anyone inside of the company. So that's something really important to us. Are you finding the right people? And it's a, it's a, it's a journey. It's a, are you making mistakes? Of course you're making mistakes. I think that's part of life. Yeah. There's a big difference in making mistakes and pretending that you, you don't care mm. and making mistakes and listen to them and making yourself, your company, your surrounding better. You've got to come back because we've got so much more to talk about. Before we go though, I did want to ask you something sure. really important. What's your why? Family. My wife has always been found. There you go. That's so important, listeners, because if you don't know your why, you're kind of going to be having a whole lot of whys. Did you hear and see how quickly his why is? Can you answer that? That would be maybe something to consider. What's your why? How fast can you answer that? Carlos, I want you to listen to something before we close, and sure. I'm so grateful you took the time today. Thank you. That I think you'll appreciate, because I started what I'm calling a challenge. Yes. Now remember, audience, I've been talking about this, and I'll mention again, here's my challenge. Everything Carlos said to do has to do about really honestly, authentically caring about somebody else, not just yourself. I'm sorry, but it's not all about you. The world just didn't get that message. Maybe that's why you're having problems if you think it is all about you. And I know my listeners don't. It's about helping anybody demonstrating your character every day in anything you can do. My challenge is a kindness challenge. And it came because I heard about an organization that was started called the Kindness Pandemic. And she just wanted to have people think about what people could do for each other during this pandemic. Well, whether it's pandemic or not, here's my challenge to you. I want to raise your awareness to do something, do something for somebody every day. Because when we do that, then we're not so depressed ourselves. You can't help other people and then be a downer. So when you do something for somebody, just send me an email, Valerie at ValerieAndCompany.com. Just tell me what you did, that's all. As I get these emails, audience, I'm going to be posting them, posting them, posting them, so other people around the world can see, look at the things that people are doing. You may be doing the same thing somebody else is. I don't care. But here's the deal. Every day, think about something you can do and send me some of those posts, and I'm going to post them. How's that? And how's our fabulous uh, leader in this city who's making such a difference 
and you talk about doing it right, and you talk about a company with culture, and you talk about somebody that's totally authentic, that's Carlos. I'm going to have him back. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, and it's up to you to find that happiness. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.